It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to dive into the rest of my NBA draft big board and also talk about the latest development regarding the New York Knicks possibly trading for Chris Paul. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com, or call into the show, 405-362-7128. You can get involved with this show in a multitude of ways. You can also leave a five-star Apple Podcast review with a question inside of it, and it will be read on the show. So we want to dive in first to this Chris Paul New York Knicks saga. It's been going on Really, since the moment the Thunder acquired Chris Paul, it's been rumored that he would go to New York. Those rumors amplified whenever they hired Leon Rose. And as we sit here today, they have the most substance they've ever had put to them, thanks to this report from the New York Post. And they say that the New York Post has NBA sources who are telling them that the young player Sam Presti would go after and would need to make this trade go is Kevin Knox. And I've had a whole podcast about Kevin Knox, you know, a whole segment on a podcast about Kevin Knox and how he would fit in Oklahoma City. I was really high on Knox coming out of college. I really liked him a ton coming out of college. I do think that he's a player that could use a change of scenery. Now, the change of scenery, scenery argument does not always work. I mean, look at Dennis uh, Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. was traded to New York from Dallas. Everyone thought that he would have a change of scenery, which would be good for him, revitalize his career a little bit. He'd play closer to those North Carolina State days. And then he goes to New York and is really a worse player than he was in Dallas. And a lot of that is circumstantial and him not getting the ball as much. Um, he, he was really the focal point of those tanking Mavericks teams on their way to uh, Luka Doncic or that tanking Mavericks team on their way to Luka Doncic. And for Kevin Knox, to me, you're trading for him to be a complimentary piece you are basically acquiring a Terrence Ferguson. Someone who you think possibly could be, which is a lot of qualifiers, you think possibly could be a starter for you when you want to be good again. But more realistically, would just fit a certain role with your bench unit whenever you want to be good again. So that's kind of where Kevin Knox's career is at to me. I loved him out of college. I still think he can turn it around in the NBA. He's shown certain flashes um, here and there in the NBA. But I think that you're really just taking a flyer on Kevin Knox. And look, for Chris Paul, if I put in front of you a package of Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, 
Kevin Knox in the 25th overall pick, excuse me, the 27th overall pick, which is what the, uh, the Knicks have. Where's the better package coming from? Where do you find a better return than that? You get to make your pick late in the first round this year when a class that I've talked about is loaded with first-round talent in, in the sense of loaded with role players that, that can have a mainstay NBA career, loaded with NBA players. And you get Kevin Knox, who maybe could turn into something. And I think immediately Kevin Knox would jump to the upper echelon of young players in Oklahoma City. A lot of that is based off who you draft this year, especially if you get another pick from New York. But he's better than Diallo right now. He's better than Ferguson right now, in my opinion. So he's already a part of that Baisley, Dort, Shea core. There's different tiers that, of course, you have the biggest regard for Shea. You think that Shea can be a number two at worst on a title team. You have hope for Darius Baisley. You hope that he can develop into uh, that playmaking small ball five. Maybe some of you still want him at the three position, but you're still hopeful for the potential of Darius Baisley. You're still hopeful, uh, especially what he showed in the bubble, that his shooting can come alive, that his rebounding will translate that his playmaking will translate, and that he will find a bigger role for himself as he gets the ball more because his ba- his best asset was that playmaking, and it's hard to show off that asset whenever you're around three-point guards. You obviously are not going to be looked to for your playmaking ability when you're sharing the floor with ball handlers, when you're sharing the floor with true point guards. So he's in that hopeful tier. And then you have Lou Dort, who you feel good about, or at least I feel good about, and I feel comfortable saying that Lou Dort is in that at worst, he's a starter tier. At worst, he's going to be a starter in the NBA because I feel, and I've said before, at the end, whenever it's all said and done, at the end of his career, he will be looked at as one of the best defenders, if not the very best defender, to have played in the NBA. That is high praise for someone uh, who has played half a season, for the most part, uh, in the NBA for a 20-year-old. It's high praise. I get it. And I don't do a lot of hyperbole, ever, just in general, uh, but... I feel that strongly about Lou Dort's ability defensively. And where he separates himself is I already think he has a respectable three-point shot. There was one game in this entire season in which people got upset at him taking threes, at which he looked like a detriment to the team. One game. The entire season. And that very night on the recap show, I said, do not write this guy off. And then the next night and the next game, he goes out there, is amazing offensively. I look like a genius, and I think that you're going to have more of those games where he looks good offensively or good enough offensively because he's already shooting the ball 30%, 32% clip from three, and he is shooting lights out at the free throw line, which I view as something that can translate and, and can show you um, a, a path to him being a good three-point shooter. It can show you uh, what his potential is from beyond the arc, that free throw percentage, which is why I look at that a lot. Uh, for these college guys going to see how their three ball can develop looking at the free throw percentage. I think it's a good indicator of if guys can shoot or not. Uh, And so Lou Dort, to me, if he doesn't improve at all from beyond the arc, you have to respect his jump shot already because he's proven he will take it and he will take it and he will nail it at a slightly below average clip. So you can't play him at the floor like you can Andre. You can't hack him like you could Andre where he wouldn't make a free throw. He's going to stay on the floor. He's going to give your top offensive player fits and you have never seen a player defend James Harden 
the the way Lou Dort did frustrate James Harden the way Lou Dort did in the postseason? Not foul James Harden at the rate that is typical in the in the playoffs, especially. Lou Dort was incredible. And you throw all of that in there, and then you put the qualifier on top of it that says, look, he was on a two-way deal all year, couldn't practice with the team because of those uh, rules about you know the days in the NBA and practice counts a day. So he still couldn't practice and get fully formed into that team, which a lot of defense is that, is knowing guys' tendencies around you. Lou Dort, to me, is at worst a starter player in the NBA. You have those three top guys. And very quickly, at number four, if you make this trade, Kevin Knox enters that top four of young guys. How long will he stay there? Whenever you tank and draft Cade Cunningham, whenever you tank and, and, and draft these top prospects, I, I don't think very long. But for right now, as and, and as we care about getting younger and we care about uh, getting these flyer, these flyer chances and assets, Kevin Knox immediately being your fourth best young player is a huge upgrade from your fourth best young player being now what? Would you put a Diallo or Ferguson? I mean, you take your pick there, Diallo or Ferguson. Uh, neither one of them are as good as Kevin Knox, in my opinion, especially with the change of scenery from Kevin Knox. So if I give you the trade package right now of Julius Randle, Ch- Taj Gibson, Kevin Knox, and the Knicks' later first-round pick, would you take it for Chris Paul? Could you find a better trade package for Chris Paul? The Knicks are also rumored to be involved with Victor Oladipo and Paul George. So again, Anytime someone hits the open market, anytime someone hits uh, you know the trade market and are disgruntled or hits the free agency market, the Knicks somehow attach themselves to that player. But the the conversation around Chris Paul seems to be a legitimate one. And to me, you trade Chris Paul, get off that contract, which the Thunder could sustain and the Thunder could weather that contract, especially whenever you look at the cap sheet and who all is coming off the books this year and next year. They could very well sit on that contract and be totally comfortable. But you get off that contract, you don't take on any any extreme long-term dead money, you get a flyer pick this year in this draft class, which is rumored to be and is said to be a weak draft class, I've made my bones about that statement before, and you get a flyer in, in Kevin Knox. So two flyers, uh, and you get off the contract with Chris Paul, and you also bring back Julius Randle, who I think that if you establish him on this team, and you let Shea set him up, and you let these ball handlers set him up, he could... He could reestablish some trade value where you can flip him for another flyer. And that's what tanking is all about. It's about getting assets, flipping them, and then taking chances and seeing what works, what doesn't work, and and seeing if you can hit one. Look, it only takes one Kevin Knox to pan out, one flyer on a Kevin Knox, one flyer on a 25th overall pick Desmond Bain to pan out, to really jumpstart and accelerate this rebuild. I'm not sure there's a better package out there then Randall Gibson knocks in a first-round pick for Chris Paul. And if the Thunder want to get really crazy, in a class in which teams are actively trying to move out of the first round, in a class in which people do not view as top-heavy and do not view those top-10 picks as coveted as normal, if the Thunder loves somebody at eight and they get real crazy, they have 14 future first-round picks in Chris Paul to dangle in front of the New York Knicks to try to go up and get that eighth pick. Now, I would not love the idea of giving up Paul and assets in general, but especially not for the eighth pick in this draft class, but they could do it. The options are open for Oklahoma City. They hold all the cards. They hold all of the leverage. 
And we have breaking news coming up on the podcast after this. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that next order. That's right, that next order. So even if you've bought Built Bars before, you can still get yourself some with that $10 off code LOCKEDON. And they have six brand new flavors. Camo Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. Built Bars are fantastic, soft, and easy to chew. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are great for the health-conscious person losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. My personal favorite is the Banana Nut Bread option, but you cannot go wrong with any of these Built Bars. And while supplies last, you can get a free cooler with every purchase. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that next order. That is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so I just wrapped up that segment as we return here on Locked On Thunder. I'm Rylan Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. And as I open Twitter, I look at my notifications and I've been tagged by Mike Smart One uh, in a tweet from Scoopsby, who's infamous on the Locked on Thunder podcast now. Uh, it seems like every day he's saying something that people believe. And he has a report out there. And again, Scoops B, I, I don't know the validity of, of Scoops B. I've never heard of him, um, but he has been on it recently, the last couple of days with Thunder stuff. Again, just maybe this is me being too close to the Thunder. Maybe this is me being too far in the Thunder uh, realm and knowing how hard it is to get information from the Thunder. But until it comes from Woj or Shams, I just find a hard time believing anyone uh, or, or Royce Young, anyone else outside of that that ecosystem, uh, I find it hard to believe because of just how hard it is to draw information out from Sam Presti. But Scoops B says that the Knicks has have a deal lined up for Chris Paul that will include Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, and draft picks. Draft picks. Multiple picks. I asked you last segment. I asked you last segment, and many of you are probably yelling at your listening devices. We have a better. We have a better package than that. I asked you, what's a better package than Randall Gibson, Knox, and the late round pick this year? Multiple draft picks is better than that. Adding another flyer on top of that, and Nilakina is. And Nil, I'm gonna have to learn how to say his name if he's actually gonna come here. Frankie Smokes is what I'm gonna call him from now on. Uh, Nilakina, uh, having him. Come to Oklahoma City with Kevin Knox is incredible. Again, I was high on the draft on, on the on the package we discussed previously. You throw in yet another flyer, another chance. Where would Frank Nilakina? I keep I keep putting the emphasis on the yeah. I don't think it's there. Where does Frankie Smokes? Where does he rank now? We can do the same exercise. Where would he rank in the young players for the Thunder? I would still put Shea number one. Duh, the one with the bullet. I would put Dort number two because I feel more confident in Dort's floor. 
And I think that his floor is way higher than Baisley's floor. Although I love Darius Baisley, I call him building block Baisley. I do think he has a he has a much deeper floor than Lou Dort. So I've got Baisley number three, building block base. And then number four, I'm still going to go Kevin Knox because I think that he has a higher ceiling than Frankie Smokes. But I do love what Frankie Smokes does defensively. Number five, I'm going to go Frankie Smokes. So you've just added... Two guys to your top five in a trade for Chris Paul. Two guys to your top five assets that are currently on the team. Obviously, your biggest assets outside of Shea are the future first-round picks. But you've just added two guys to the top five of your young core with a trade of Chris Paul. Who would have thought that that would have happened without you giving up any assets in return to the Knicks? Now, again, is Kevin Knox a huge prize? No. Is Frankie Smokes a huge prize? No. But Frankie Smokes, Kevin Knox, and draft picks would be a huge prize. Multiple draft picks to, again, those draft picks can supersede and push Knox and Frankie Smokes further down the chain of your top uh, of your top young players. This pushes out Terrence Ferguson from your window, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Terrence Ferguson get dealt in one of these moves as a kind of sweetener. Uh, someone takes a flyer on someone who can knock down three-point shots uh, somewhat and play defense somewhat. He'd be a nice little sweetener for some different trade package. Maybe even this one. But to get back the draft picks is the most exciting part about this. But I am such a basketball nerd that I do think that a change of scenery for Kevin Knox can be huge for his game. And I love what Frankie Smokes does defensively. And you go and add them to your top five young cores. You're going to be terrible next year, but you're going to be fun to watch still. I mean, Kevin Knox, fun to watch. The defense that Frankie Smokes and Lou Dort can play, fun to watch. Shea, Fun to watch. Baisley, fun to watch. I mean, when do you stop calling players fun to watch on this team? And that's not something you can always say about tanking teams. This is going to be such a fun ride in Oklahoma City. And if this truly is the trade package, which, again, Scoopsby, don't know him. I don't know if he's credible or not, but it's what people are running with. And so I'm going to run with it, too, because I have to fill content every single day. If this is the trade package, whew. I'm fanning myself right now if this is the trade package for Chris Paul. Think about where we were a year ago. A year ago today, October 7th, Chris Paul was unmovable. The Rockets had to attach four picks to him to get him off the books and to take back Russell Westbrook's contract. And here we are today making a trade involving Chris Paul, in which you're giving up only Chris Paul, and you're getting back two guys who immediately pole vault into your top five young players on the roster. How long do they stay there again at the qualifier? They don't stay there very long because the next draft class should supersede them, and the draft class after that should supersede them as well. But still, they're there right now. And you get draft picks. The plural picks is what really excites me from the Knicks. I want to be Danny Ainge style of greedy with these draft picks. I want to hoard all of the draft picks. I want the, the next three drafts to only be the Pelicans, Celtics, and Thunder selecting in them. That's how greedy I want to get with these draft picks. And we can, if this trade goes down, you better believe it, we're going to have a full podcast on why I think Kevin Knox and Frankie Smokes can be good for the Thunder, and we're going to dive into their Basketball Index page. Shout out Basketball Index, the best advanced stats you're ever going to find anywhere. And we will go all board with this rumor that would then become a reality. 
And again, they can't make this trade until the offseason officially starts. But apparently, from Scoops B, uh, this has been lined up since Labor Day weekend. He also mentions that the Knicks, Mavericks, Pelicans, Suns, Sixers, Nuggets, Bucks, Jazz, all have interest in Chris Paul. This would be astounding if this is the trade. I don't think, again, a year ago, you could think of a better package than this. And I still, now I'll ask the question again, what's a better package for Chris Paul? Find me a realistic better package for Chris Paul than Frankie Smokes, Kevin Knox, and Draft Picks. Picks. In all likelihood, you're going to get one of those Dallas picks. I mean, you would project those to be much lower than New York. Still, give Sam Presti every single chance that you can to throw a dart at that dartboard and hit bullseye with one of these draft picks. That would be a very fun trade package. And that's just a little bit of a teaser of how exciting this offseason is going to get in a hurry. We're not even past the NBA Finals yet, and we've got deals lined up. We've got handshakes over here, promises over there, sources over here. It's going to be haywire. And sadly, we're going to have a long time of this offseason. I mean, we have not finished the finals yet. We don't have a start date for next season. But still, the offseason, at least for the Thunder, will be very, very, very entertaining. So let me know what you guys think about that possible trade package on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And I did want to tell you about our good friends over at Roman because while these fake trades are fun to talk about, what's not so fun to talk about is erectile dysfunction. Usually, we just brush it off and blame ourselves, saying things like, I've lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether, with excuses like, I've had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about, with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe you real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and the privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free with two-day shipping. The whole process is simple, straightforward, and totally discreet. First, uh, getting started, it's simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockdownNBA. That's GetRoman.com slash LockdownNBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. To complete an online survey today, get connected with a real healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. If you're approved, you're going to get $15 off that first order of ED treatment. That is GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and LockedOnNBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so we're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And I did want to note for the previous segment, obviously the deal could not be Frankie Smokes, uh, Kevin Knox, just for Chris Paul with draft picks. You know, draft picks going to Oklahoma City. Obviously the teams would have to match salary. 
I figured that'd be self-explanatory, but there are some people on Twitter not really, um, well, really crushing the validity of this report just due to that fact alone. That's not why I would crush the validity of the report. I would crush the validity of the report because it doesn't come from Shams or Woj or Royce Young or Ian Begley or anyone in New York. It comes from someone named Scoops B who I've personally never heard of, and I don't know how legitimate he is or not legitimate he is. So that's where I'm kind of hesitant on this. But obviously... It couldn't just be draft picks, Knox, and Frankie Smokes. They'd have to match salaries, which you would assume is Julius Randle uh, and Taj Gibson or something like that. So, yes, they still have to match the salaries, if anyone's wondering, which I don't know why you would be. So, obviously, if you look at the time right now, we are running out of it. So, we're not going to get through the entire NBA draft big board. Yesterday, we talked about Anthony Edwards uh, and Killian Hayes. Today, I do want to talk about Big O. The center from USC. Not going to try to say his name. Honestly, couldn't tell you how to say his name. So I'm not even going to try. But he is 6'9 with a 7'1 wingspan, 19 years old, 245 pounds. He kind of does everything as a big man. He reminds me a lot of Bam Adebayo, who is very prevalent in the news right now with the Miami Heat. Hopefully he can return tonight and make this series competitive. We'll see how healthy he is if he does get to play. It's rumored that he will get to play tonight against the Lakers, so we'll see. But... To me, Big O is just, at worst, a poor man's Bam Adebayo. He hustles very well. He is a very good defender on the ball and off the ball, in my opinion, both those ways defensively. And he can score the basketball. He can score 16 points per game from the center position. He doesn't score sometimes or a little bit. He can truly score. I do want to see him improve the playmaking a little bit in the half-court set. Amazing at outlet passes. He can get get the ball where it needs to go. He understands the basketball side of things of where the swing pass needs to go. I would just like to see him improve a little bit in the half-court set as a playmaker. Uh, and if you're learning under Steven Adams, that kind of helps. I mean, look at how many times Steven Adams looks like he has eyes in the back of his head as he finds guys cutting to the rim and gets the ball there effectively. He's also really good at setting screens, rebounding, just everything you need to do from the center position. He has all the things you love about a traditional center, you know, that heart, that hustle, the grittiness. With the modern style, to me, he is the best center and the best big in this draft class, and he's my number three player overall in this draft class. I would sign up for Big O right now, right this second. But obviously, the Thunder would have to do a lot of moving and shaking to acquire him, but I would really, 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 really love this selection. And I'll love this selection for any team that drafts him. To me, you draft Big O as an insurance policy because, well, that's probably not the right analogy. I, remember, I'm 22 years old. I don't know much about insurance, but he's got you covered. All right. You want to talk about playing the modern style of basketball, going small, having a versatile center, not having a guy uh, that could play in the 80s, having a guy that could play in 2020. He's your guy. You want to slow the game down and play a more traditional style in certain matchups, he's your guy. He is versatile. He can do it both ways, in my opinion. I really love what Big O can do. And again, just he's going to get compared to Bam a ton. I do the same thing. I love what he brings to the table at 6'9", 245, 7'1", wingspan. To me, he's the third best player in this NBA draft. Number four, I have LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball has... Such high upside, but he does not want to work on a shot. And, and we'll see where that goes. We'll see how that goes when an NBA team gets their hands on him. We'll see how that goes. If he'll truly not work on a shot and not alter his shot and change his shot. And we have seen some 
ugly looking shots before that that work in the NBA. Just you don't know how they work, but they do. But his shot needs such an overhaul that I'm not sure it can work in the NBA. Period. And if he's not if he's not going to change it, and he said to us in the media uh, during his press conference, he's not going to change it. He's not working on that. He's never worked on that. Getting a new shot. He's comfortable with the shot he has now then that worries me, and that limits the kind of game he can have at the NBA level. I love what he can do as he is a playmaker that set up teammates and facilitate the teammates. I love what he does as a ball handler, which goes into that playmaking. And he, to me, and this is high praise, to me he's the smartest brother of the three in a sense of a basketball IQ. He has the best basketball IQ of Lonzo, who is incredible at that. Of course, we can see much of Leangelo playing basketball, Oklahoma City Blue legend. But still, Lamelo Ball, to me, is even smarter than Lonzo from the basketball IQ standpoint and the ability to know what to do with the basketball. I really like Lamelo Ball. I just wonder how much that shot will limit his game and how persistent will he be and how stubborn will he be about not changing that shot. If his shot clearly does not work after his rookie season, will he give in and say, look, okay, I need to change. I can't keep doing this. Or will his shot not work? And he says, no, it's not the shot's fault. It's just outside factors. It's just whatever. He blames everything but the shot. The thing with Ball and why I have him at number four is because I think that his floor is Lonzo. It's an easy it's an easy cop-out because it's his brother. But I think that his floor is a good playmaker Nice defender if he if he locks in and tries hard, which I would still give you know Lonzo much better credence and much better um, accolades defensively and much better kudos defensively. Lonzo much better defender, but if Lamelo stays locked in and and is locked in, he can also play the defense very well. He is good as as a playmaker and a, and a setup guy, and at worst he is Lonzo, a starting caliber player in this league uh, that does not make a huge difference for you, but it's nice to have him as your starter. He's an above-average starter. That's his worst case to me, and that's why he's at number four. I worry about the shot, but I love his touch around the rim. I love the way that he can get rebounds in that guard position. I love the way he can switch defensively. I love a lot of things about his game, how smart he is, how he can pass with either hand. I love it. The ball handling. But that shot worries me. And look, maybe he just has an ugly shot and it'll work at the NBA level. But I'm very skeptical about that. So we only got through four names, and I do apologize for that. But we'll continue to chip away at this. Just things keep popping up that are more, I think, prevalent to talk about regarding your Oklahoma City Thunder. That's the beauty of having a show every single day. We will get to the NBA Draft Big Board. Trust me on that. I keep thinking... Oh boy, I'm only going to have the big board to talk about today. And then, boom, 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 uh, people keep saying stuff about the Thunder that are interesting to talk about. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for a voicemail episode. Leave a question, comment, your take, whatever, at the voicemail, 405-362-7128. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Perfect ending to a historic day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.